0: Hey, I'm Dom, and you're tuned in to the channel. The purpose of this podcast is for you to hear the Father's heart like Jesus teaches in Matthew. So stay tuned into the channel. Hey, guys, um, thank you for tuning in to this episode called Little Black Girls. So I've been praying and asking the Lord how um, he wanted me to go about Um, the current climate, our social injustice um, that's in the air. And I feel like it's not going anywhere. So we're going to talk about it. I have a live studio audience with me. (laughs) (laughs) They acting shy, but um, I want to be super sensitive to this time, Um, even sensitive as a black woman in this time because I want to honor Um, The house that I come out of, Mercy Culture. Um, MercyCulture.com, check it out. Uh, Plug. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to honor the house and I want to honor my pastors. Um, And so I have two guests on the show today. Um, I have Wanye. Wanye said, what's up? (laughs) What do you do? She being cute, (laughs) y'all. She loud. She being cute. (laughs) And then I have... No other than Angela. What's Say up, what's y'all? up. What's up, y'all? She cute, too. She cute. One, she is Mary. One is married. One is married. Angela is single, okay? Uh-huh. Don't get it twisted. She is taken. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to um, speak from a place of experience, and I wanted to uh, dismantle the altar of opinion. So we're just going to speak from our experiences as um, – being little black girls, and just hopefully you can hear our heart. Hopefully, you can hear the father's heart through this podcast. Hopefully, you share this podcast. If you are a white person, um, send it to another white person. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, I just want to, it's a super chill podcast. I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to start the conversation off, um, with, uh, asking this um, did you guys feel represented um, in culture when you were growing up as growing up as little black girls where did you see yourself how did you see yourself if you saw yourself in culture For You want me? Yeah. first of all okay. wait before you go there okay. before you go there Wan-Yay, how long have you been a black girl
1: you don't want me to answer how I usually answer
0: <laughs> I I can't no like how old are you basically when I'm oh, saying Okay I'm like <laughs> <laughs> so we know the culture in which okay, we're talking you. about I am years old. Okay and then Angela you I'm are I'm also 28 Wow we're all 28 so we're all wow okay so pause wait so before I did this podcast I prayed and asked the Lord because it's been a, I didn't know how to address what's been going on without being so emotional. And I didn't want my um, podcast to be emotionally led. So I actually um, went to the father and asked him what he wanted me to talk about and who he wanted me to talk to about it and with. And so immediately I heard Wanya and Angela and we all the same age. So it's just crazy, that we're about to talk about this <laughs> and we all grew up in the same era. So how, we'll go back to the question, did you feel represented?
2: Well, for me personally, my, my experience, I grew up in a biracial household. Mm-hmm. My mom's Filipino, my father's black. Mm-hmm. So to identify with honestly anything um, was really hard. Yeah um a lot of times i felt very confused with what i identified with because mm. i grew up in a house of two different cultures mm. so once when i came to identify as either black or filipino i mean other than like out of the box and we were saying cinderella yeah. which was my favorite
0: movie growing up. uh-huh and not like we talking about the blacks we, talk yeah, we talking about brand yeah we talking about brandy Houston, yes you know? yes that's the cinderella, that's cinderella. some cinderella. people listening they might not know right. that cinderella but they can google <laughs> right Blacks. It's, it's on youtube get it mm-hmm. to
2: get it to disney plus y'all but yes for, yes for real um yeah um, and you know i said out of the box because it was a it was a black man and an asian woman and that yes that kind of like spoke to me and so like mm-hmm. that became quickly my my favorite show but like as like a role model as somebody to look up to as somebody that i could aspire to be i kind of had to just fend for myself and decide like make up somebody and i yeah. i didn't know obviously when we were kids growing up i didn't know anything else you yeah. know i didn't know what it was like to be any other race and have somebody to look up to yeah um, I think looking back now, I can be like, Oh, there was a lack. Yes. For sure. But growing up, you know, I just I just thought that's how life was. was yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Um, I would say for me, it was more oh it was more um I think I said like uh, That's a so Raven uh-huh. or the best friend on Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. Uh-huh. Um or even um Pretty Pretty Proud. Even though she was a cartoon, it Penny was somebody day. I'm cute and I'm loud right. and I got it going on, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It was somebody that um like represented um that you could have um a two parent household in a black family, right? Um, something that a lot of people don't necessarily see, so right, right, yeah. and, and that's our raven as well. So yes, those two were things that represented me in culture. But again, it wasn't a lot that was out there. So.
0: Yes, so you had two parents in the home? I did not. Okay,
1: and I didn't realize until like maybe a couple of months ago that to me that's not normal like a two-parent household anytime i would ask louise something i would be like oh we're going to your mom's house he has a mom and a dad but i'm so used to people only having a mom yeah
0: yeah 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 that's a conversation that's a conversation that's a different conversation (laughs) but yeah a lot of um black people didn't grow up with their mom and their dad in the same home Or they would um, just live with their moms and then visit their dads. Mm -hmm. Because that's how how it was for me. Um, Speaking from experience, um, I lived with my mom um, and I would visit my dad during the summers. And so to me, my dad was a hero Mm -hmm. because he only had me three three months out of the year. And so he would make it like this, you know, we would go to all the carnivals. We would go... um, Uh, race car like we would do all kinds of stuff and then when I became an adult I realized that we didn't have a relationship um so that that we can go there but we won't we won't go there um who did you look up to that looks like you so you mentioned Raven Mm -hmm. um Angela I'll I'll hit you with this question because Mm. you're not you're mixed yeah yeah. But to society, yeah, I'm you're a black. black woman. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
2: which is funny. It is a, it's a thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, you know, even now I think it's really hard to say that I I could look up to anyone. Like people would ask me who my favorite band, who my favorite artist. Like it's really hard for me to like put that title on. Yeah. Um, I think growing up, my parents honestly were my like. Your dad was your superhero. Like I looked up to my parents. Yeah, um, and they were just untouchable. Yeah, to me, like they mm-hmm. couldn't do any wrong, even when they did wrong. And I yeah. saw, I was just like, oh, they didn't mean that. Like you know, right. like yeah. um, outside of that though, like I, I've I've never really had. I mean, that's a whole thing in itself. But just never anyone, like anyone, that I feel like I could personally say I like looked up to. There were yeah. there were awesome people though, you know. Raven yeah. was awesome I, I was just actually thinking the cast of all that I was like wait we was
0: oh yes. and
2: you know like I was like man so much culture you know but I did I did love like people like TLC yes. scary spice yes. you know like those like eccentric like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. almost outspoken to me at that time like people who were of color yeah um because I wanted to be an artist still, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, man, I would aspire to do that. Like, I love those things. Aaliyah, Mm -hmm. you know, people that I was just like, man, I love them. They're super swaggy. They seem cool. They seem like they got it all together. You know, you're young. You don't know, you don't know what it is like, but yeah, I think I had this false.
0: Well, I feel like when I was, since we're all the same age, I think the only, like I, like when I was a little, little girl, I didn't have a black person to look up to, so I looked Mm -mm. up to white people, Um, and I I loved um, the Austin twins. Mm. I was obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) I I was obsessed with the Austin twins, and I'm gonna tell a story. Um, because one, one time after when I was, I had to been in elementary school, um, and I was at my grandma's house. We had walked home from school and we were watching, um, some Austin twins, Mary Kay Nashley thing on TV. And, um, I said, Oh my God, I love the Austin twins. I look just like them. And my grandma was like, girl, you're not white. I said, <laughs> I said, I'm not white. I had no idea I was black, no idea. I'm like, but I'm light skin. I'm white, and she was like, "No, you not why You black." And I burst out in tears, like, "No, I can't be black. I can't. I'm
1: white. I wanna be white." And it's I crazy, like as a little kid, that you were like, "I don't wanna be black. Oh, right. right? This ain't it. Mm-hmm. Right?" Right that's so funny.
2: One time when I was young, I, I told my mom, I don't even know where I got this this idea or this concept from, but I was like, Mom, would you marry a Brazilian man so I could be Brazilian? Mm. I literally thought that's what it took. I didn't know that like I <laughs> thought if your dad was black or whoever you married to, it correlates to me. So I just want to be Brazilian. I want to change all the things. So can you um you know yes. and she's like, That's not how it worked and you know, like I think to my ignorance I was it was funny, but yeah. like where like where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? and it was, is that imagination, is that indoctrination, is that right? I don't
0: know. Right, because it seems to be just in the black community where we wish to be something that we're not mm-hmm. because we're not betrayed in society, and when we are, we're over-sexualized mm-hmm. as women since we talking about little black girls right. and grown women now today. Right. That's how we're represented. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it speaks. It speaks volumes. Yeah to that um how did you feel about your hair growing up
1: so I I don't, I don't think I ever was really like oh I hate my hair but I also wasn't like I love my hair either because number one I had never seen my hair in this natural state before oh I've been girl creamy cracked since you know I could remember
0: <laughs> okay so. so we got we got other people listening <laughs> <laughs> and they oh, don't know what cream hey, okay, crack so guys, is if you yes. if you
1: weren't aware creamy crack is the relaxer yes the also relaxer. known as the perm but it's not a perm it's a relaxer perms curl the hair uh-huh. that. relax relax okay yes. relax the curl yes yes mm-hmm. so i'm glad we get into this okay mm-hmm. so you you was on the creamy crack Creamy crack never mm-hmm. knew what my natural hair looked like like legit uh-huh. I was like toddler hair just even in pictures hair was straight so i never my really, god yes ma'am mm-hmm. so i never seen my hair in this natural state before um but i do remember um i would want to be a different race specifically because they had like long hair and i had never really yeah. seen a black person with long hair so yeah. it wasn't like oh i hate my skin color i was like no i just want long hair
0: yeah Yeah, I, um, it's, we can get, we can talk about this because I know that most black moms, the only reason they relax, um, black girls, little black girls hair is because it's more convenient. So the mom is typically not in the home because she's taking care of the whole home. And so she's working most of the time. And so in order for it to be easier, we would just get our hair relaxed so we could just, they could just slap some, uh, some oil on it and slick it back and you put a little ponytail in it. But then when you get in your teenage years, you ball head and right, you know,
1: (laughs) hair just breaking off. brittle. (laughs) You got edges, but no hang time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's on period. And that's real. And that's real. And it's unfortunate (laughs) that we're told, like, Like it's unfortunate. Like my sister um has never had a relaxer, never and her hair is down her back. Mm -hmm. And it's taught to us that black women can't have long hair. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie. Right. Like that is not mm -hmm. not true. And I'm walking around here bald headed because I wasn't told that as a kid. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Angela, did you struggle with that? You know, so my mom,
2: again, Asian, Filipino to be exact, she had, like, hair down her back. Yeah. I remember just crying, like, as, like, I would say my early teens. When I was younger, she, like, did up my hair, she braided, she did all the things, you know, all the barrettes, and, I, um, yeah, I just remember it just ha- being so much and so long, like, I just... I knew it, there was like a whole day set out to do my hair and it mm-hmm, was like mm-hmm. you, you had the same style for three or four days a week if you mess it up yep. you're in trouble you know it yes. was like a whole thing and i just didn't understand because i would see her and she would just you know wake up and she would go because she yes. had that like that long right. asian mm-hmm. hair and i just mm-hmm. didn't understand i was like how do i get that how do i attain yeah. that why mm-hmm. is that so hard and you know um Yeah, so, I mean, my mom did the best that she could, but it's hard to teach somebody to love their hair when your hair is different. Yeah. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, like, I I constantly just strive to have her hair, and eventually I made the conscious choice to to love my hair Mm -hmm. in its state, but that was well into my 20s. Right. You know? Same.
0: (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, I want to say, three years ago that I started to love my hair and want to wear my hair as natural as possible as... Bare as possible Mm -hmm. Because I was told That black hair is not Beautiful but also um, We can speak on this because like Black doing Getting our hair done as black girls Was a whole experience Whole day It was a whole, like, as a black woman and as black kids, like, it was a whole experience. Because I was a girly girl. So Mm -hmm. I loved, I'm sorry. I'm like, if the guys are listening, I'm so sorry. We going to sit here for a minute. Because (laughs) it don't have to, like, this is, is like, a positive part. Um, Like, just spending hours in the um, salon, getting your hair done. Mm -hmm. And then as when I was real tiny. I, I wanted them beads, like Serena Williams. If I didn't have beads, like, her, huh? <laughs> I didn't want it. So I would sit all day, eight hours, getting just beads, all different types of colors, all different types of lengths. One time I said I want a bang, so my mom did, like, this chop bang across, and I was real messed up. Um, was it a bead bang? It was a bead bang, pool. Oh. It was a big bang. She was going for Cleopatra. It's shame. Okay. She was. She was. Wow. Right. It was cute. It was cute. Wow. I was cute. You was cute. You I probably, was all right. I would love to
2: see those pictures. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I can't.
0: <laughs> it was an experience, but I can't help but think about how we have like these worries as like black people, black girls, like hair was a concern for us. Um, image was a concern for us like um not being represented and we're kids and like when I talk to other people that's not their experience but when I talk to people like us look like us it's like we all grew up the same literally it don't matter who no matter where you are where you from we all grew up the same we have the same mama we ate the same food. You from up north, I'm from down south. We ate the same things. Just super similar. Have y'all ever um, been the staple black girl? Yes, I have. That's why, yay. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> so, pretty much um, from, like, kindergarten yes. up to, I want to say, six sixth seventh grade uh-huh and then like eighth grade that's when i finally like started hanging out with a you know better mix of people
0: yes i like that i like how yeah, you said that yeah. It,
1: yeah it wasn't very um diverse mm-hmm. at first <laughs> Elegy. it was like the token black person not just like black girl black person black person just me. yeah um and so, yeah, I just remember, like, times where people would be like, oh, but, like, you're not really black. You're you're white with, like, a really dark tan. My or God. you're not like the other people. And then, like, growing up, now, now that I'm a adult, I'm like, bro, like, what that really mean? Like, yeah. what you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. hold, up, hold
0: up. Yeah. And,
1: uh, or also uh, being in situations to where I would see how my friends' parents would react if they were even interested in somebody who's mixed. Yeah. Like, that will be a problem. And I was like, so this person, his mama looked like your mama. Mm-hmm. But since his dad doesn't look like what your family looks like, then that's a problem. So how do you feel about me? Right. So just right. going through, like, that constant um, inner struggle or being told, like, if I did, like, um, a guy in a group that we were in, that, oh, I don't think his parents would be okay with him. Like, yeah. he's somebody like you. And I'm like, what do yeah. you mean somebody yeah. like me? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And?
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think... Same with one. Yet, growing up, I didn't um, <clears throat> have like a ton of like mixed friends. You know, like yeah. there wasn't a mixed race. I was in, I grew up in Arizona for the most part and um arizona know that yeah what part of arizona surprise come on shout out surf city oh god
0: (laughs) oh god come on six two three in my city what's up my god my god surprise surprise arizona
2: yeah oh it's so funny um so it was it was generally it was Mm -hmm. literally like white or hispanic and then like sprinkled of like black people and like other races yeah so like for the most part yeah, I think um, I was the token black girl, and like there were there were other black people for sure growing up. Mm. Um, but yes, there were there were times there were often times where I was just the token in the room, or like growing up even well into my um, teenage, like almost twenty um, year old. I definitely remember it being like in workspaces yeah. and being one of the only like black women yeah. in that space, and. Um, yeah yep the token black friend the friend mm-hmm. that like i think it's okay for me to say the n-word around you oh know that like, we want eve and we want eve <laughs> you know saying? And that that yeah. that friend and i'm just like well i'm the only one yeah so you know so i don't know this is supposed to be on that part that's just a real experience <laughs> no that's know? real that's that's that's, that's a real yeah. thing real. And, you know, yeah yes. you know and so like and and walking that out because like I still I love you and like right you know but right. like am, and like and I would have to am I okay with this did that offend me like why you feel like you know
0: yeah. so yeah there were
2: many there were many spaces where I was definitely. A token black, the the black best friend, the black yeah. the the Oreo, the oh uh, huh, the, the old know, the, Oreo,
0: you, the good old Oreo, <laughs> you know the you're you, just the Oreo, man.
1: black on the outside, white on yeah. the inside, yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. and what exactly does that mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. What yeah. does that mean? Tell me, like, oh, I I speak eloquently. Yes, you know, is that yes. what you're saying? Is that what you're, you're educated, saying? Educated, so. apparently, black people I don't could, speak that I, way. I, I know. I could, you know, but
0: that's that's a whole different, yeah, course, yes, yeah. let's keep on course, <laughs> yeah. um, for me, I was definitely the token black chick, um and especially in elementary middle school, I was the only black girl, and I actually didn't fit in with the black girls, so I would gravitate to the like so I started off in the hood, okay, and the whole class was black. And it was one white girl. So I didn't fit in with the black girls because I was too light-skinned. We'll go there next. Um, (laughs) And so I would gravitate to the white girl. And she was so, I I think her name was Amy. Um, She was so scared. She was the only little white girl in the class. And she was just scared little Amy. And I remember walking up to her and I said, can I be your friend? And she was like, you don't want to beat me up? I said, my God, um, no, I'm trying to not to get beat up in, up in here, okay? You uh, <laughs> <And laughs> hear what I'm real. saying? That's real too. Yes. No, that's real. No. That is real. That's real. We can I talk said, about that next. Next. Yes. <laughs> no. We are gonna talk about that next. Um, <laughs> and so I gravitated to her because I didn't fit in, um, with the black girls. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. How? Like, what? What was your experience? Um, like navigating the division between light skin and dark skin um growing up
1: um i would say for me i was pretty much like um not considered in either one of those categories okay i'm like uh, i'm just the in-betweener they don't really yeah, talk uh, about it between so. a
0: caramel you know yeah, caramel, caramel. a brown skin if you yes, will a brown skin, um, <laughs> I'm like, brown skin <laughs> you know, girl they didn't really talk about
1: us yeah so, you know yeah. i was just chilling i had to deal with people being like oh like why are you so black like oh you know calling people yeah booty scratchers and stuff like that yes. it was ter- they used to call dark skin people that it was terrible
0: yes they did and so of
1: course i did see that um having lighter skin, you were more desirable or people wanted to be your friend. Um yes. you were more like acceptable. You weren't seen as um you aren't seen as like what is it? I can't think of the word, but essentially like you're like, okay, you're not a danger to me. Yes. You're yes. not like, oh, they they might beat me up or they might try to like take my snacks or whatever like that. Yes. Um so I did see stuff like that happen or even when we got to like middle school, high school, um again I'm like kinda in between But there were people who, if they did date black girls, they wouldn't date anybody that was darker than me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you would just
1: be like, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I wasn't really a part of any of the things that happened. More like a little afterthought brown girl. So did
0: you get, oh, yeah, because you, because, well, did you get along with other black girls? Oh, yeah. Because you weren't light-skinned enough to yeah, not, not like.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. They weren't looking at me like, mm, look at her. She light-skinned. She thinks she better than anybody. Yes. Just like, oh, you just
0: another regular black girl. What's up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Angela, yeah. you?
2: Um, Kind of like you, you know, I feel like it, w- it was very I- interesting. It uh-huh. was like the black people didn't think I was black enough. Mm-hmm. The white people thought nope. I was too black. And then like my latinas so i feel like latinas are the closest thing to filipinos Mm -hmm. yeah so like i gravitated towards all latinas i was like hey Uh, yeah yeah, let's go you know like i was like in there with with the rice and beans we got some rice and beans right now in front of us but uh yes (laughs) um so for a long time Honestly, I I, I didn't hang out with black people. It wasn't until I got to high school for Mm -hmm. real that I was like really just around black people. And then really not until I moved to L.A. that I realized I didn't know what culture was. You know, like I had no idea that I was so uncultured because it's not it's not like that in um, Arizona. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up understanding the same concept, like like skin. You know, there was always these jokes, and I think about the time of like high school. Drake came out, so it was yes. like you acting real light skin right now, yes. like like oh. what, is, what is that? You know, like or like oh, you acting real dark skin, team dark skin, team light. It was like this yes. entire thing, and I actually I actually didn't. <laughs> Did he say what does that mean? Anyways, mm-hmm. I actually didn't really. Uh, I didn't I didn't encounter colorism until I moved to Florida. Okay. Okay, Jacksonville, Florida, which is the south. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I just I want, want to everybody to know yes, is, it is the south. Miami is its own little thing, but Florida itself is the south. Yes. So I went to Florida and I remember I was working at a at a beauty school and one of our mailmen came in. Mm-hmm. It was like one of my first few days and he was like, "Oh, you're so lucky Obama got into office because you light skins, you know." He just like started going off and I was looking at, I was like, "I've never been called a light skin." in my mm. life yeah. in my life so like i asked him, what do you call people who are actually lighter skinned than me that are black and he said white and i said wow wow and so like i was exp- like all the girls in the school even though they were really nice they were really kind mm-hmm. they called me light bright they called me and i'm i'm so confused like at yeah. the concept because i'm like i know light-skinned people uh-huh you mm-hmm. know so yeah. what what it, what is that and yeah. i just couldn't even believe that that yeah. was like a uh, like colorism between people for real like oh I, yeah yeah you know yes. like I, I you know we have the jokes but like when you right. when it's really an instilled yeah. mindset yeah
1: it, well it it goes back to the paper sack test Man. if you were lighter than a paper sack you got to be in a house otherwise you are out in the field so i feel like well yeah that's the i want to go from. right into that history
0: and mm-hmm. how um when black people were enslaved and taken from their country Um, where they were thriving in kings and queens and brought to America. Um, So the masters um, were attracted to the black women um, who would work the field. And so he, if you were light enough, because, you know, in Africa, everyone isn't the color of, uh, they not just out here dark, 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 whatever. They range in color. And so if they were, if the master was attracted to one of the women, he would bring them in to be his sex slave, essentially. And so then have children. And so that having those children, they would pit um, those children against the children who were being born outside of the house against. And so that became like a generational thing. So like you could be, Lighter skinned and considered, oh, you can't relate to me because I'm dark skinned. And so it built this division in our own culture because, because light skinned people were treated different, even in culture. Even when, um, back when we were growing up, Raven, she was light skinned. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a dark skinned girl that was representing us because dark skinned girls are just now becoming popular. Yes just now becoming popular even
1: in like movies what like adults there wasn't any really any dark-skinned no. women dark-skinned men became popular yes. at a particular point but yes
0: not the dark-skinned women yes and we'll talk about that in the next epi- episode called little black boys stay stu- t- stay tuned in these streets <laughs> um that's a plug <laughs> um but yeah like black women are just like chocolate deep chocolate black mm-hmm. women are just now becoming um attractive um because i can i I can think of um black panther um uh, what is her name lupita lupita when she came out all of a sudden black women were beautiful um because she was considered a hero mm-hmm. and so we can talk about that, but yeah, I just wanted to get into like division in our own culture with light skin and dark skin, um, mm-hmm. women. And I know that, um, when I was growing up, the lighter you were, the more attractive you were oh, yes. and the more boyfriends you had yeah. and the more, um, experiences you got to. And if, so when, so I was considered light skin, I was lighter. Um, when I was growing up, I wasn't in the sun like that cause I was up North. Because it's snow. Snow. Snow on the ground, so you lighter. And so um got to the south, I got a little darker. The darker I am, the better Blackberry Black you, and berry, sweeter. The I juice. feel like the the darker I get, I just get finer and finer. Do that's how you know I been
1: feeling too. I've been trying to optimize my melanin. Yes. It hasn't yes. been working, but we here.
0: Yes. <laughs> so up there, I was treated, I was treated a different way. Um, but I still wasn't light enough. That's the thing. I was light-skinned, but I still wasn't light enough. I still wasn't um, attractive enough to the people that I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I made this comment on Instagram. I don't know if everyone follows me on Instagram, but I made a comment about how a white boy told I was, told me I was pretty, and that's when I believed I was actually pretty because white people thought I was pretty, mm-hmm. which is crazy, which is crazy in yeah. itself. Um, That I couldn't recognize the beauty that I carried until someone told me in a particular race. Right. Because white people have been um, in society controlling what beauty standards are. right? And so. Right. Exactly. So if I'm being told that I'm beautiful by the people who are running the magazines, the people who are running um, everything that I like, Mary Kay, Mary Kay and Ashley, they white white person though I'm pretty oh so I'm like Mary and Ashley like I'm real cute you know <laughs> like I will get married one day because I'm pretty you know like <laughs> like that's what that's my mindset but it's it's unfortunate and we have to remember that we have little black girls walking around us now and we have to be intentional with the words that we speak to them and over them. And I feel like our society, I do have hope for our society because it it has been getting better. It's been slow. It's been very slow, but it has been, um, getting better.
2: Yeah. Can I speak to that point really quick yeah. about little black girls? I feel like <laughs> plug we're here, but like, yes. um, i I remember recently actually having a conversation with my dad and, um, We've, we're we're literally walking through some amazing healing, and God is doing some amazing things. Amen. Um, the Lord asked me to share with Him a a a lot of my past, some things that were hidden and that I just didn't talk to Him about, you know. And one of the things one of the points I made was like, Dad, I wanted to have this conversation with you, not because I, I want to fix the past, but because I want to strive to have a better future, you know, yeah. as long as we live here. Here are yeah. some things, and like, one day you'll have grandkids, and one day like, your voice is gonna be very important. So like, I hope that what you say, what you do, your actions, like, can still sow a seed, you know, and prophesying all the things, Pastor Landon talks about prophesying to that person, Yeah. and um, so pr- just prophesying to my dad, and I just remember opening up to him and being like you know dad this isn't your fault because i know you grew up in a in a household where it was um your mom just my grandma and then his brothers so he grew up with all boys you know and that's really tough when your mom has to be mom yes. and dad mom and dad and yep. try to teach like chivalry but also like you know how to like sh- man she, yeah it's just yeah. It's so much she did she unfortunately didn't know how to to love herself, I had many conversations with my grandma. She didn't know how to love herself because she was—it's a cycle, yes, of things, generational, you know? yes. And so, um one thing I, I was saying to him was like, "Dad, you know, um, there, there's when I was growing up, I would, I would, I would date all these men, and I, one of the biggest reasons was because." Um, the, like, I didn't, I didn't hear that I was beautiful mm. from my father mm. unless I had makeup on. Mm. That was, like, the only time I, I heard that, you know? Mm. And, like, um, I, I, I feel like what you're saying about, it, it starts in the, in, in the home. Yes. It starts with, like, the father. That's why the father's such an important and imperative role. Like. Yes. When he can, when he can speak that to you, when he can say that to you, um, I know we all, most of us know cadence, right? Yes, like, we love literally, cadence. she knows she's beautiful. Yes, she yes, knows she it. Yes, I'll be does. like, you know, you're beautiful, right? Yes. And she's like, yes, I know. Yes, and I think that mm-hmm. speaks so much to like Dariel and Lauren, and mm-hmm. shout out y'all Caldwell family. <laughs> like yes. literally mm-hmm. pouring and speaking life and truth into their yes. daughter because I, I literally stopped Lauren one day and I was like she has no idea that there is even a like a stigma of like yes. uh, black people being less than or yes. whatever that is you know and like i really really just seeing it from both perspectives now as an adult and like living it as a child i think it's so important that like there are men in in and in, in young kids lives telling them that they're beautiful telling yes. them that they're handsome yes. speaking that life into them mm-hmm. so that you know, we don't try to find it from somewhere else. Right, you don't and have to deal
1: with it as an adult because yeah. I've yes. noticed that too. Like, um, you don't. Sometimes you may not reali- realize realize until you are an adult. You're like, oh, the things that I'm searching for in these people are things that I didn't get from my parents. Yeah, absolutely, like,
2: absolutely. Ah. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. that's that's a whole that's a whole thing. That's you know? a whole right. thing. But it's definitely
0: a whole thing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has I mean, you just spoke to this a little bit, so I'll direct it to um, Wanya. How has the word spoken to you or over you as a little black girl shaped who you are today? (laughs) Now they got these questions, y'all. So I don't know know. why she playing.
1: You gave us these questions, but I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's such a deep question, it's going to take a minute, Uh you know, to like marinate on and Uh peel back the layers of it. Because like trying to think about things that have been passed on generationally, generationally or things mm-hmm. that have been passed down i'm like dang what has been passed down yes I, I, like I, I don't know
0: yeah yeah I'm Like, and it's okay not to know yet yeah yeah no, i don't know it could be like a thing where the lord is is gonna speak that to you mm-hmm. you know because yeah. that question was brought to you so if yeah. you don't have an answer that's totally yeah, fine no. because mean, it's a heavy question it is because generational curses or blessings Mm -hmm. are real right and um
1: would you say that it it wasn't passed down it kind of like it stopped with me
0: oh okay (laughs) come on come on
1: minister that so um my mom and my grandma they both had kids at the exact same ages Mm. 18 20 and 26 Mm. and at the time, they had never been. Well, my granny has never been married, mm-hmm. and um, my mom did after my little sister. But um, that was something that I was always aware of, and I was like, I didn't want that to be our our family's legacy. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I feel like even though the way that I like got or didn't go through those situations is because I had abandonment issues. So I guess they kind of like protected me from going down that road. But that yes. was something that that stopped with me.
0: Yes, and yeah. that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, my, um, I think I knew I made it up in my mind that I wasn't going to be a product um, of divorce. I didn't want my kids. I don't, I didn't want to have children outside of marriage. I didn't want to, um, get a divorce or anything like that. And, um, my parents like they married each other and then divorced and then my mom got married again um simply just to have resources for her children and so i i told myself i will not settle and i think that's um i think that can be across the board across races but particularly particularly for um black women we're just we're just built to be stronger like We have to be stronger because we're taking care of the kids, we're taking care of the homes, we're taking care of um, ourselves if we can. If we can. So we're meant to be these heroes. And I think that's why in the black community, um, when um, black men get older, they always want to take care of their moms. They're like, Oh, I'm gonna buy my mom a house. I'm gonna buy her a car. She did so much. She did so much Mm -hmm. for me. She did. She held me down. POP hold it down. Like just taking care of their moms because their mom had to be the mom and the dad. So I, I knew in my heart that I didn't want that passed on to me. Or my children, where I had to be both mom and dad. Right. And that's why I'm still single today. Okay. Because <laughs> um, <That's laughs> so I will not settle. Yeah. yeah. And family
2: is important. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so true. I think BC,
0: right? Yeah, BC I, before Christ. W- I yeah. like
2: literally, right. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, I'm never getting married like i yeah. s- i've seen what divorce does i've seen like i'm just going to have a life partner and then if you whatever we're just it's just yeah. a piece of this is bc right this idea this concept and even coming into um knowing the lord like it was hopeful but like there have been like that that fear of like yeah. will i be a product of my environment yes and then like if not what is it what is it going to take to not be that you know and like yeah. what is it going to take to not settle and um i think you said something about um, having like a a, a nuclear like a family a nuclear family I think that's why in the black community it's so important for I mean just families all across the board but like really like if you're thinking kingdom like family the nuclear family yeah. is so important yes. right yes. and so like I think there was there was the Black Wall Street which showed that there was such a there were was a not a power but there was a a structured yes. um, unit of people who decided to come together and collectively
0: build their resources. And, yeah, and they desire to be successful. Yes, uh-huh.
2: yes. Which I believe they had one of the the best. Like right now, our, the our, our, our family, black family, um, a nuclear fl- family, is at the lowest it's ever been. Yeah, like since the 1950s or so. Wow, you know. Um, and they were they were, like. It was real having a husband, having a wife, having your kids like showing that and like even like there were places in Chicago that had some of the highest um, testers Mm -hmm. and some of the highest grades and that was from like an all black school and then like you know um, they were trying to get rid of segregation and they moved like they 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 put the bus system in route and that like kind of changed the game and everything but I think um, the nuclear family is so important. to keep to keep from, yeah, to help keep from the generational things of brokenness and 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 stuff like that, and, um, yeah, I think that's just really important for us to to know, and then we can know our history, we don't have to guess. Yeah what daddy had we don't have to guess what mama had and ask holy spirit you know holy spirit's a good friend and he'll 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 tell you you know but like we can literally go to the source and be like hey let's talk about this you know what is this what did your dad have this like did your mom have this and you know i i think that could help moving forward to just like keep
0: getting out of cycles yeah i mean how many black successful couples do you see other than, like, in your actual life, not in, like, culture. Why you looking around? Because she can't think of nobody. Yeah, no. Um, She can't think of nobody. I'm going to
1: pass because I, uh, yeah, no, none. That's why I was and saying earlier. Yes. Like, to me, I realize I'm like, bro. You don't think people have two parents. It's normal. Because yeah. I'm always like, are we going to Louise Mama House. He got a daddy too. Right.
0: They <laughs> live going together. To they parents married house. We're to Parents. Parents house. <laughs> house. Like it's so crazy because a lot of uh black millennials don't have mom and dad in the same home or or they're they're not still married. Yeah. Like I, I naturally assume if I'm talking to a black woman or man that their mom and dad are not together. Right.
1: And that Naturally. you have sisters on your mama's side? Yup. Or siblings yep. on your mama's side? No. And siblings no. on your daddy's <laughs> side? No, 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 no. Okay, I go. I so go. one day somebody gonna ask me, oh, so, no, they said, oh, so that's your half-sister. First of all, we don't say half. What is a half? Right.
0: What is a that's, half? That's my
1: sibling. Right. What you mean? Half. Right. In the black culture, in black culture, we all brothers and sisters. Right. Mm. We just say on oh, no, our mama's side on my daddy's side. Half.
0: Right. half. No, ain't you? no Half. <laughs> No, I'm like, exactly if i'm asking wanye if i meet her sister or something i'm like oh this your real sister or your uh your uh half like yo, that's your mama that's your mama uh daughter like what which one is like it's never like it's always is that your real that's your real sister oh yeah that's my real sister and if it's your fake sister i'm like oh that's your daddy daughter or your mama's daughter you like oh that's my mama daughter oh okay that's that's your sister then we, we look we didn't even do that <laughs> we was like oh that's my brother on my daddy's side uh-huh. that's my sister <laughs> on my mama's side
1: we, we siblings literally had never heard half until like never.
0: high school like i was like what you mean half? Right, what's the half? No. Hell? I'm like, if we came from the same mama, we brought the Right, sister. we came from the same one We same that's one. sibling. We brought <laughs> the sister, okay? <laughs> look, look, that's so funny. Um, This will be the last thing we talk about tonight, but I appreciate y'all so much for coming on and sharing y'all's heart and being vulnerable. Um, And I wish, I'm, I feel like we need to do like, 15 episodes on just this one thing but we touched on a lot of things and I hope that everyone that's listened learned something or got some information that they didn't know or um, they're intrigued and want to reach out to ask more questions and maybe we'll do um, after little black boys a combination of little black boys little black girls. Cause that's a whole I mean little
1: black children
0: <laughs> little black children coming to a podcast I mean because we got a lot to talk about <laughs> I mean we can talk for days for real so I appreciate y'all coming on here um and sharing y'all's heart um so I want to know what are some of the things that Jesus reminds you of daily being a brown person because you you walk around every day uh black and um you can't change that so there's no changing your reality it is what it is so um what are some things that the lord reminds you on a daily day basis as a brown person
1: okay um <laughs> i would say i'm keep it you know i'll keep it short
0: don't keep it short yes
1: i'll keep it short i don't talk a lot so yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> the devil is a liar
1: i don't <laughs> Um, I would say some uh reminders that um that Jesus like reminds me on a daily or if I forget that essentially that like I'm worthy of love. Yeah I'm a daughter of the most high king uh-huh. and that I was put on this earth in this in this particular race for a particular reason, whether that um is yes. to show other people um to value themselves, whether that be through um our hair, our hair is our crown. Yeah. And how special how special it is, um and just to be um, unifiers of uh, people of different races, where they're maybe um, they at your workplace or the uh, people of friends that you have around you. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. I love that, <laughs> Angela. Yeah. Um, it's,
2: this is gonna be weird to say, but sometimes, say it. Sometimes, I forget that I'm black. My God. I'm not even kidding. Like I ha- like I have to be reminded that I'm black. Filipino like I it's very apparent I look in the mirror I know I'm black but -hmm. like I'd be forgetting you know what I mean you just like you you just you just don't remember until and that and that until you're reminded until I'm reminded Uh and that has a lot to do with just like identity and like also being both you know I've always struggled like what am I who am I like having to to remember that but in light of The things that have been going on, especially every time something happens, I'm very much reminded like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm black.
0: Yes. yes, If I go
2: to if I go to a grocery store, you know, if I go to like a, I remember just a few weeks ago, I went to um, a gas station and it was like I felt uncomfortably like alone and it was just like all white people like mm-hmm. in big trucks and like Ooh. cowboy hats and i was just like oh why do i feel uncomfortable right now like yeah it was very apparent like i mean i hadn't felt that feeling in a long time but mm. especially with everything happening i'm just like oh yeah they're not looking at me as like black and anything they're just oh they see skin they see hair yeah that's what they see from a distance you know yeah. but in with everything that's happening um i feel like god has really been reminding me, like as you, like there's something, there's something that you ha- have to say, something you have to tell. Being Filipino as well, it's another an oppressed country. Yes. It's the low, like honestly, there's jokes and stuff, but it's like the lowest of all Asian culture. You yeah. know, is like Filipinos, which is crazy. It's like the most, yes. the most quote unquote oppressed. Um, I don't know. I say quote unquote oppressed black people, and then like. Filipinos, you know, yes. like just double oppression on both sides, and I'm just like, Lord, either you're really funny or you have a real big purpose for this, you know, yeah. because I'm like, man, yeah. like, uh, like, on all fronts and like experiencing racism between like colorism and then like going to the Philippines and still experiencing racism because I'm not, I don't look, I mean, I look like the natives, but I don't yeah. look like people who are aspiring to be somebody, so yeah, um, I think one of the biggest things is that like the Lord is like. There is a reason and there's a purpose. If you keep your eyes on me, I can show you because, like, he did this on purpose. Yes, you know, he didn't. It wasn't an accident. He didn't make uh, us look different for just fun. You know, there's yes. there's something. I think it's a. It helps. Even more. M- much more with unity yes. you know like it's more powerful when like a room full of people who look different can be unified yes to a to a cause rather than if we all look the same thought the same yep. or the same thing then then yep. we'd be robots yep. you know what i mean but like we're like fighting for unity even though we look different and yes. i think that's the biggest reminder um that he's given me yeah so praise
1: god
0: i think for me is i am an image barrier and um that's for everyone listening um not just for black people if if you have breath in your lungs you are an image barrier so um the lord tells me that i look like him so good so you do so funny i see it on you come on girl i can't i'm glowing i'm glowing (laughs) i look like him and um when i purpose to get in his presence i'll sound like him and so um I think the more you do that, the easier it is to live this life as a brown person, for sure. And Y'all can't
2: see me, but I'm getting ready to <laughs> slap Dom <down> for that. <laughs> that was so good. So they
0: gotta listen to the whole podcast the whole to get podcast. that Look, come on. <laughs> Someone tweeted. I can't. I'm stop. <laughs> gas. 2503
2: me. Ange, listen <laughs> y'all just have to listen <laughs> and
0: she gassed me she'd be gassing no
2: me. there's no gas here no. this car won't start this car won't yes, start come
0: on <laughs> come on <laughs> but yes just remembering who we are we are image barriers and i just i just really um um prayer is not like this um like this rug on the floor An accent in the room uh, Prayer um, is a necessity In order for things to change And so I would just encourage everyone listening To actually pray for people Pray for people who don't look like you Even when it hurts Because that's what Jesus did on the cross Um, He begged for forgiveness from the father As he was being killed And so for me, I think Um just purpose to pray for people who don't look like me um yeah and so I'm gonna wrap this thing up I appreciate y'all uh for you know sitting in and listening I got my white girlfriend in here and she's listening my producer you know Bethany on, she's super Bethany. quiet she's like woo. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the room but she's here and i appreciate her and then i got my native brother sitting next to me my uh wolf friend and i got jalen in the building you know the bishop of mercy culture yes come on so i just appreciate y'all um i want y'all to share this podcast blow under it and i'm not just saying that because it's my podcast this podcast belongs to the lord and i pray that you hear the father um when you listen to it stay tuned to next week's episode because we talking to the black men in the building let's go